It's been a journey. We have the lease in hand. It's time to sign it. Once you sign this, then that's it. Once we sign it, it's happening. Okay. Oh my god. Okay, wait, sorry. Boom. Done. Save a copy. Save a copy. <laughs> Save. All right. Wow. So, uh, how's it feel? Uh, it feels like a little bit of a relief. Yeah. But, uh, it doesn't feel like we're done yet. It doesn't feel like we accomplished shit yet, you know. It's just like a box to check off. It's a box to check <laughs> off. It was a big one, though. That one took a couple of years, so it's good. This is a podcast about co-working. The idea of multiple businesses and professionals working in a shared office environment. Specifically, the Box Jelly, Hawaii's first co-working space. We run a small radio station called Central Pacific Time, and we broadcast from the Box Jelly. Throughout the first season of this podcast, we'll follow Box Jelly's owner and co-founder, Chung Fujihira, as his business expands. We'll discover what it takes to run a co-working business and the ups and downs of growing a globally-minded, locally-immersed brand. I'm Lei. And I'm Roger. Thanks, Thanks for, for listening. listening. Expansion. It's a stage of a company's life that's ripe with opportunity. Expansion carries the potential for financial fortunes. It's seen as validation of an entrepreneur's initial idea. And for some, it's part of their exit strategy to grow and sell. There can be great rewards, but not without immense challenges. But for the box jelly, the market is ripe. They have a good chance. The co-working industry is on the rise with an annual growth rate of 24.2%, according to GCUC, the largest co-working conference organization. GCUC forecasts that the number of co-working members will rise to 3.8 million by 2020, with new, bigger spaces opening worldwide, including countries like China and India. In this episode, we'll be talking about Box Jelly's new space in Ward Center, how the neighborhood has progressed over the years, and some of the bigger challenges Chung Fujihira and his team face. Earlier this week, Chung signed the lease on a new space much larger than their current Kagako location. Not going to lie, but it was a bit anticlimactic. Woohoo! Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Ray Chung had been looking at this space for at least a year before the landlord, the Howard Hughes Corporation, finally decided to lease it to Box Jelly. And now that the lease is signed, the real work begins. The new space will be at the Old Brew Moon, um, which is... Oh, I got a little butterfly in my stomach. That was nice. Which is uh, right in Ward Center. As a lanai, you can see the ocean. You know, you had a lot of good food in there. The parking is going to be in the building instead of like across the street around the corner. For some of our partners, you know, we can kind of outfit you a little better with what you need. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty stoked. I'm pretty stoked. I can't, I can't lie. You signed the lease. Yeah. What's going to happen now? Oh, my God. What are you doing tomorrow morning? <laughs> what am I doing tomorrow morning? Waking up, going to practice, eating uh, oatmeal, two eggs and kimchi. That's what I eat every morning. No. We're in a design process. So we're just wrapping up the process called programming. Basically, we're talking to members and staff and figuring out what we need to put in the space. And we make a big list. And then we decide how many square feet are dedicated to each function. And we figure out how it all fits. Really, it's just like blobs. Blobs of orange, green, 
and we place them on the floor plan and we're moving them around and changing the shape and just playing with, can we fit all this stuff in this building? And the answer was no. <laughs> we were like 20% over what we could fit. And we're like, oh, so you can't, we can't have all of this done here? They're like, no. Uh, we got contractors in. We're, we're planning on what materials we're going to use, sales. So we have a few tenants that we've really wanted in the space for a while. For us, having the right tenants is important. When we see an energy of a group of people that we really like and they're doing things on a level we like really respect, you know, we want to have them in the space, especially if they have good vibes. You know, if they're a little egotistical, eh, no need. You know, for the most part, you know, when people are just doing good work, solid people, nice people, we're like, yeah. So that's what we're doing. Ray Chung has seen co-working spaces around the world. Salt in Fukuoka, Japan, The Wing in New York, spaces in China, San Francisco, Colorado, the list goes on. The new space in Ward Center will be a culmination of these experiences anchored by Box Jelly's own aesthetic. Brew Moon was once a brewery, restaurant, and a nightclub, and it needs a lot of work to be transformed into a co-working environment. It has to be gutted, cleaned, and built out into the offices, Box Jelly, and the company envision. There are plans for workstations facing the ocean, sizable private offices and conference rooms, an artist studio and gallery, surfboard storage and showers, a lactation room, a beautiful lanai, and a coffee shop. It'll even be pet-friendly, of course, to accommodate for Gobi, Ray Chung's dog. So Gobi was our last and final negotiating point. You know, and I, it was really important for me to have uh, pets in the space. Ultimately, the goal is to create a space that exemplifies a globally minded brand that's locally immersed, helping to make Hawaii the best place to live and work. Not only does each company have to know who they are, but they have to be ready to convince and compromise with each other while remaining true to their own culture. Now that we've talked about the new space, let's change gears a bit and talk about the area that Box Jelly is situated in, Kaka'ako and Ward. Seven years into his business, Ray Chung has seen both the co-working industry and the Kaka'ako and Ward neighborhoods change. In 2017, almost 60 million people registered as freelance workers. If current trends hold steady within the next 10 years, more than half of American workers will have worked as freelancers. As the need for co-working surges, new combinations are being manifested. Hotels around the world are renovating their lobbies into public spaces that act as a workplace, an office, or just a nice place for people to hang out, even if they're not staying at the hotel. The Montrose West Hollywood spent $15 million renovating their lobby, which now features a co-working space at the heart of the hotel. From Austria to Dubai to LA and Tokyo, hotels are just part of the growing trend towards these flexible offices. Even condominiums are beginning to offer co-working spaces. Keiki Lohana, a 43-story, 424-unit high-rise coming soon to Ward Village, plans to open their own, called The Hub. So our biggest question is, will the neighborhood be able to support Box Jelly's expansion, as well as the growing market of co-working spaces in Honolulu? We won't know for sure until the new location is up and running. But it feels right for Box Jelly. Ward and Kaka'ako will continue to grow over the next 20 years, with developers like Howard Hughes and Kamehameha Schools adding as many as 30 new mid-rise and high-rise condominiums. You know, we were here before uh, most of the big changes happened. There was 
probably just Fresh Cafe was here before. And so we've seen a lot of changes. You know, for years, we were kind of punk rock about it. <laughs> we have a mural you know, one of our friends did outside that's like this gold fountain. And it's the golden shower. And basically, it was about, you know, the powers that be, you know, being on the other side of that whole thing. Sorry, I don't. Can you explain it? Like, oh, yeah. It's just being uh, pissed on by the big, big land companies, basically. And so that mural kind of like encapsulated our attitude at the time but you know nowadays you know after a while i was like all right cool well we could like be mad about it or we could try to figure out how to navigate this and work it to our advantage you know after being kind of stubborn about it for a little while we're like okay cool well change is happening change is inevitable how do we ride the change for me i, I just want to see you know a hawaii that people can live in you know, people don't have to move. For us at Jelly, a lot of it is about, like, what can I affect within these walls? Because I can change what happens within the walls and the immediate surroundings. So if we get bigger walls, then we can create that space. Where are you going to get all the money to do this? <laughs> You're going to need a <laughs> lot of question, money to do this. Good question, dude. Right? Good question, dude. No, um, so we raised, we raised some money from our partners. And we create a very interesting uh, structure or deal and a JV that allows us both flexibility and also the strengths of both of our companies. So I'm pretty stoked about how that worked out. I'm glad we didn't sign something before, honestly. What do you mean, sign something before? Oh, like, I'm glad that this is the deal we ended up with because I'm, you know, I got really close to signing some other things and this one, it feels right, you know? Like, it lets us be who we are, period. Early on, Kamehameha School's efforts to revitalize the Kaka'ako neighborhood led Christian O'Connor to Box Jelly's doorstep. They were thinking, okay, how do we bring people together to a very industrial area that hasn't yet transformed? Christian was Kamehameha School's senior assets manager from 2008 to 2014. So the easy way is to put paint on walls, graffiti art, you know, create cool events, uh, bring more people down and in moments. But then the other thing you need to do is you need people to reside there. This was previous to Lana Lane becoming something, right? I knew that we needed kind of co-working, co-creative spaces. I was looking around, and I think Linda Schatz or someone at work, maybe Susan Tadani or somebody, said, you got to check out this box jelly idea. So it was just this back room back here, and I came in, and I had done a little research on co-working, but Ray Chan and his mom didn't know me from anybody. And I come in and really wanted them to, to come over and work with us because I thought that, you know, having this creative office space with this creative energy that was happening, it would just really add to a synergy in that community. Christian was responsible for building the community known as our Kaka'ako, specifically the Salt Complex, which is located just a few blocks from Box Jelly's flagship location. Box Jelly's landlord is the Howard Hughes Corporation, a real estate development company that owns properties from Wall Street to Waikiki, with a vision to turn Kaka'ako's neighbor, Ward Village, into a world-class, master-planned community. You wanted Box Jelly to move from, this is what, Howard Hughes mm -hmm. land? You wanted them to move to Kamehameha School. Yeah, I think you could hit the place where I wanted to move my rock from here. Yeah, yeah. But honestly, it was selfish because they're right here. So I just wanted to pull them over and bring them closer into something that I could, I was working on. As Ray Chung and the Box Jelly grew, all the things I was working on with our team at Kamehameha Schools grew. And so we got to share visions and goals of things that we, we desired to have happen in the world where we could help people grow. And then we both went out and, and did it. 
So I think now with Box Jelly expanding, which is really exciting, and them really taking it to the next level, I think it's all working and it's all the right time. I just think we're all impatient. You know? We all want to have all this happen. Expansion is not easy. We're sure that Ray Chung could use all the help he can get. So at the end of our conversation, we asked Christian if he had any advice. Yeah, hurry up. Like, no, there's, I, Ray Chun knows, and Ray Chun's doing a great job, and uh, yeah, he knows what he's doing. And he's got all the people, you know, just ask for help. That's what I would tell him to do, is ask for help all the time, ask for help. Sometimes in business, it feels like you can't move fast enough. The Box Shelly is not the only co-working space that's been making moves lately. Within the last year, new co-working spaces nearby have been opening and closing rapidly. Right now, there's about 10 co-working spaces on island, a handful located within minutes of Box Jelly. About five blocks away is Impact Hub, which recently expanded to a second floor at its current location. MyGo Center is set to open at the Ala Moana Center in fall of 2018. Their first location is in Kapolei. Cowork, located three blocks from Box Jelly, opened its doors in 2017, but abruptly closed less than a year later. By the end of 2017, nearly 1.2 million people worldwide will have worked in a co-working space. While 60% of all co-working spaces are not entirely profitable, co-working has definitely been a huge trend in the last 10 years. When we asked Ray Chung what he thought about the competition, he said he wasn't worried. Eh. Like, if there's a co-working space that opens up, like, a block away, yeah, it's going to affect us. But, um... I'm not too worried about the spaces. I'm worried about WeWork. You know, a company that has like billions of dollars in cash, they can come in and do whatever they want. That worries me more than the space down the road. You know, most of the co-working spaces in Honolulu have had a sincere effort to work together. And it's just, it's really hard because we're all in our day-to-day grind. But there is some kind of knowing that what we do builds better Honolulu or what we think is better Honolulu. WeWork didn't invent co-working, but with more than 455 locations in 88 cities, it leads the market. Created in 2010, WeWork has extended its appeal beyond startups and freelancers by attracting corporate clients. In 2017, IBM signed a deal for the entirety of WeWork's 88 university space in New York City. It was the first time a single corporation reserved an entire WeWork space. But WeWork and Box Jelly are not alone in the market. Right now, there are approximately 14,000 co-working spaces in operation worldwide. What started as a niche is disrupting the workplace and turning offices into a service. There are people looking in who have concerns, too. Young entrepreneurs from Chaminade's Hogan program, which is where the idea for Box Jelly began, shared their questions at a recent discussion with Hogan mentors. Do you mind elaborating on your greatest marketing strategies? Uh, <laughs> greatest marketing strategies. For us, marketing is giving back to the community. And it sounds kind of corny, but we like the programs we do, like say like the arts programs and things like that that we do or the talks that we do, that's like our marketing. So instead of spending money on like Google Ads, um, we would rather do these events. It will probably go to a, a bigger blend of the two uh, in the future. Um, is your profit margin like, large or does it matter if you are passionate about it? It definitely matters. 
Um, our profit margins are not very large right now. Um, what we're hoping for is as we scale, they'll increase in size because the same amount of people it takes to have a certain amount of like, say the space is about 5,500 square feet, you know, you can run a space that's twice that big, right? So we're kind of playing with different ways to increase those margins. Um, but, you know, for the past like, whatever, seven years, we're running at a little bit better than break even. And um, hopefully, uh, with the adjustments that we're making, we'll be able to like do a lot better than that. So what's your competitive advantage? We make a conscious effort to bring in the energy that we want into the space, meaning the people that we want in the space, right? So if there's something cool that I see or someone that I meet, you know, like I'll consciously try to bring that into the space somehow, either if it's like an event or having them become a member or um, doing some kind of like outside thing with them. And we have our own way of doing it. From our point of view, Box Jelly offers an environment unlike any other co-working space in town. Its atmosphere is both professional and intentionally laid back. What stands out most is the unique aesthetic rooted in wabi-sabi, a traditional Japanese worldview centered on the acceptance of imperfection. Moreover, it's a company started by Hawaii-born entrepreneurs with a unique perspective of work-life balance. Ray Chung himself likes to say Box Jelly comes from hip-hop, that drive to hustle that keeps it alive. So our mantra is get shit done. We say it a lot, or we shorten it to GSD. You know, it came out of college. I think it has to do with there are people who talk about things and there are people who execute, and it doesn't. the talking doesn't really matter, you know, and we're into that. This is without a doubt the most important component of Box Jelly's success, the people. The right individuals with the GSD attitude, that's what shapes the Box Jelly's vibe. Expansion doesn't come easily, although sometimes it can look glamorous from the outside. Ray Chung has had to raise additional capital, assemble a team to execute new business strategies, and reevaluate company culture as management becomes less centralized. Kakaako is changing, but we can't forget the people who make up this community. In the next episode, we'll meet some of the core members and key players in Box Jelly's journey, including the team working hard to make the expansion possible. Thank you.